What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Shit Show with Drake and Jimmy Jew. My name is Drake Peterson, and that over there is Jimmy the motherfucking Jew. And today, our special guest is Big Body Cisco. He's a radio host, he's an international MC, he is an international hype man, and he is also a straight up pimp. But first, joining us for our second interview is Mr. Nick Morin of Canicribs, here to talk all about his new episode of. Canicribs Deep Roots. What's going on, Nick? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me what on the up? show again. Absolutely. Anytime. So tell us, you are uh, releasing episode five of Deep Roots. You want to tell all of our listeners about this? Yeah, definitely. So Canicribs Deep Roots is almost like uh, if Anthony Bourdain was creating a show in the cannabis industry. Um, it's definitely uh, centered more on the the culture of the cannabis industry and this episode uh, is with Jesse Horton uh, in Portland, Oregon, uh, at his facility and company called Loud. Nice, and, and that stands for Love Your Weed Daily. Is that correct? Yeah. So, Love Our Weed Daily. There are so many. Actually, if you watch the episode, there's probably like seven different names uh, that that uh, acronym stands for. Um, so, a little bit of a scavenger hunt there. <laughs> That's that's badass. And he is a it is a black owned business in Oregon, which is amazing, especially right now. Everyone's, you know, really helping support all these black owned organizations. So this is definitely something great that you guys are highlighting during these crazy times. Yeah. And uh, Jesse's story, um, you'll get into it in the first couple minutes of the episode. Um, I'm really excited to share his story with the world and uh, to be able to have a the platform, the Canicribs platform, uh, to spread that. I mean, we have, we have about 80,000 subscribers right now, so I hope um, the vast majority of them get to meet Jesse through this episode, uh, learn what you know his company stands for and his brand, and uh, get to meet a couple people from his team um, through the episode as well. Nice. That's pretty badass. Compared to your last episode that was awesome that we were talking about and got mm-hmm. the chance to watch, um, how is, what was his process like compared to some of the other spots that you guys have visited yeah i mean really the the beauty um of growing cannabis is there's so many different ways to do it um i think at uh loud in particular um i would consider it a a craft um you know kind of top shelf grow operation um you know we've we've been to all uh you know sizes and phases of grow operations maybe some that are just starting out uh, maybe some that I've been in states that have had laws longer, uh, like legal, um, you know, grows longer. But uh, when it comes to loud, it is a high quality product, and uh, you really get to learn about his process throughout the episode. So I won't spoil any surprises there, but it's top shelf. Um, they put a lot of love into their product, um, and it's a it's a very special um, episode. Do you guys get to sample all the products like when you guys are there? Every single product. <laughs> so that's part of the the cool thing about Canicribs and, and Deep Roots and uh, these episodes that we film, guys, is we're we're there, right? We are eating, sleeping, breathing with the uh, you know, the team, our film crew with their team. Um, sometimes we wake up at like, you know, uh, I've woken up at 4.35 a.m. to go up, you know, to film in Humboldt just because it's an hour and a half, two hour drive. So at, at Loud, we definitely got to sample the product. Um, and at the end of the episode, um, so a little bit of background, not every, like the, the episode as you watch it, it's not necessarily filmed in that order. 
So we might start, we never really start with a consumption scene, but we might like do the consumption scene and then go film a couple other scenes and you don't see it till the very end. Um, so we, we definitely got to, you know, sample some of the products and, uh, my personal favorite part of the episode is at the very end, we get to go to what they call the loud lounge. It's like this super cool, um, house in Portland, Oregon. Um, it's like, to me, it's the ultimate clubhouse. Like you're, you're growing up and you want to have like a pool table, a video game set up, you know, an amazing kitchen, a DJ, everything, you know, you can, you know, want in a house that's in this house. And uh, that's where we, you know, got to sample the product, and um, it was really special. So, what? How do you taste weed like that? Because I know wine tasting—you take a sip and you spit. So, are you not inhaling, or are you just getting really, really high while you're there? Um, everyone has their own style. Uh, I can only speak for myself. You know, I have a lot of things going on when we're doing production. Um, I, you know, need to make sure that we're getting to the next place on time and it's difficult if I am, um, enjoying myself, so to speak. Um, so for me, like I personally prefer to, um, if I am going to, you know, partake in the smoke sesh, I'm just going to do a little bit. Um, but if I get a parting gift, um, you can, you know, best believe later that night, um, when we accomplish everything we set out to for that day at the hotel or wherever we're at, um, you know, we, uh, let's just say we medicate a little bit more at night. (laughs) Definitely veg out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, um, that's actually funny that you brought that up because in the episode, in that lounge scene, um, there, uh, is someone that works with the loud company and he goes into his personal preference of smoking and, um, it's one of the funniest parts of the episode. I'm not going to spoil what he says. I laughed my ass off when he, when he was explaining this, but um, we we kind of uh, document um, his personal style and experience of consuming the loud product. And I hear that you, uh, when we spoke to you last, you were talking about your podcast that you were going to be doing under the Growers Network. Can you tell us a little bit about how this is coming along for you? Yeah, so we spent uh, probably about two to three months uh, building out uh, what is our now foundation of launching the Can of Cribs podcast. So last week, um, you know, middle of June, I'm not sure when this episode airs, but in the middle of June or beginning of June, rather, uh, we filmed our pilot episode with Courtney. Uh, She's one of the co-founders and lead botanists at The Clear. Uh, It's a concentrate company. Uh, They have they operate in multiple states and. Um, it was super cool. It was uh, over an hour long uh, form podcast. And we went through everything as far as, uh, you know, the science behind creating vape pens, uh, what it's like managing uh, a company in multiple states and having to deal with all these different laws, moving pieces, um, some super cool research that's going on right now that I didn't know about. Um, and then just general, you know, vaping and, um, what, what happened with like vape gate and everything going on as far as people getting sick. And, um, really it was jam packed. <laughs> yeah. She I taught me, they called it. <laughs> yeah. She taught me so much, um, about that space. And, um, today actually in one hour, um, I'm recording my interview uh, with Lauren. Uh, she's the co-founder of, uh, Coda Signature Edibles. So she's going to walk us through her culinary background you know, what inspired her to join the industry, um, what edibles are like. I, I personally have a, a love-hate, uh, you know, journey with edibles, just sometimes just getting too stoned uncomfortably. And, 
I, I want to learn from her so I don't have to make the same mistakes and I can have a, a good relationship with, um, you know, cannabis in that way. So yeah, the podcast is really just documenting history with the, the different pioneers around the world that are shaping the cannabis industry. And uh, I learned a lot from you guys. So like the counting down and the different tools to use and this Artesia mic setup. Um, so thank you guys for, for inspiring me. You are very welcome. Is there going to be any more from the Infused Chef? Because that was, I loved watching that on the Growers Network YouTube channel. Definitely. So we have, um, we have Canna Cribs, our flagship series. We have Deep Roots. We have Infused Chef. We have uh, the new podcast series coming out, and we have a, a secret project that's catered more towards uh, caregivers and people that are learning to grow at home. Um, that one will, you guys will definitely hear about that in the ne- next three months. And when it comes to the Infused Chef, we we definitely have a couple uh, episodes that we're, we're pre-producing right now that I'm excited to bring, uh, bring to your guys' show when we're ready to launch. Nicholas, thank you so much for coming on to the shit show. We love you guys. Everybody, Deep Roots Episode 5 is out today, June 25th. Go to Growers Network on their YouTube, or you can check out Cribs on Instagram. Also, check out their brand new podcast, Cribs Podcast, on all major podcast streaming platforms. Thank you, Nick. Thanks for having me, guys. Now joining us from Northern California is international MC, international hype man, radio host, and straight up pimp, big body, Cisco. <laughs> yeah. You know Shut what? Up, pimping. I, I, I'm trying to get my pimping up to Jimmy Jew standards right now. Oh, you you know, that is my right idol now. right now. So I'm trying to get it up hey, to that standard. Hey, Thank you, I'm so, I'm, I'm so broke right now. My doormat says, well, I can't even afford to come. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Shit. What up, Jimmy? What's cracking, big body? How you doing, baby? Oh, man, I'm good, man. Like I was telling you guys, uh, dealing with this uh, pandemic that we think might still be going on or might not be going on. But, uh, I mean, you, I'm just trying to make everything happen over here at the house. Home studio and all. You're doing it. Hey, we got you live at nighttime. Cracking. Yeah, you know, I think the music for the people right now is, is what people want. Music is universal language. We all come from the background, loving Cali Roots festivals and everything yeah. like that. So. I just built this makeshift home studio and I do everything. You know, we, I was doing it on Instagram Live at first, then I was doing it on Facebook Live and all the copyright stuff that would shut you down. So yeah, uh, we, found this, we found this new platform called Twitch, which all the video game guys use. And we're kind of using that as a platform for all the DJs to kind of get our entertainment and music across without getting shut down. Yeah, I noticed that. We're watching our things. I'm jamming, listening. All of a sudden, boom, it gets cut off. Yeah. Like, motherfucker. Yeah, that's like being with a prostitute and not being able to come. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I paid for what? What did I pay for? <laughs> Is there a time limit quality for conversations. a uh, Choose pro- your nut. Yeah. <laughs> but like, what if it takes you three hours to nut? Then like... Uh, I, I, you're paying like for an, your nut, pretty much. Okay, so it's like... Oh, that's my it's not experience. Like, it's not like three, Korean three barbecue. Three hours to nut? Damn, Drake. I, me, I'm in and out. You, no, you I don't know. You gotta come when I come back. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, like, what if you if you want to hey, like you extend broken, that? Drake. You sound broken, Drake. <laughs> well, if I'm trying to sleep with a woman, it's gonna take two. It's gonna take longer than three hours. <laughs> Drake's gonna take a little longer with the ladies, but it's all right. Me right. and Jimmy will take it down for you. Yes, but what if it's like Korean barbecue and you're like, you know, I want to just make this last for as long as possible, but after two hours, like, you gotta get the fuck out of here because we got more people to feed. <laughs> oh, you know what? See, that's crazy because Polynesians and all the buffets. They, they rarely let us in there. They're like, hey, you know, we got to let the lunch and the dinner crew in here. We're like, oh, we, well, there's a time limit on this shit? Right. <laughs> hey, we paid this morning. Exactly. <laughs> We've been here for at least 72 hours. We didn't know y'all got, got shifts. And more water. 
<laughs> More water now, motherfuckers. <laughs> That's good uh, shit. Buffets are probably done, though, right? Like, what's Vegas? Where are the buffets in Vegas, Jimmy? Uh, I don't know. Where do we eat at? I think I was doing a lot of cocaine, but uh, I think... <laughs> I think. Oh, no, I ate at, like, a claim jumper and uh, oh, another little place. Oh, trust me. All the Polynesians are looking for buffets, and we can't find one for the life of us. We right. got at Father's Day uh, buffets we were trying to look for, nothing. So there's no buffets open right now, which is probably understandable with what's going on right now. Right. Is that like a common stereotype that Polynesians love buffets? No, it's not a joke. One of, one of many. One of many. But you know what? The, the cold part about it is the truth. <laughs> yeah, not for real. It's, I mean, you know, stereotypes are stereotypes, but the truth is the truth. Yeah. And exactly. uh, no one could be the good. The Polynesians are always like, if I got 10 kids, the best way to feed them is to go to a buffet. Right. So you got little two-year-olds jumping on the on the chow mein thing. You got a little... You don't go to Sizzler when there's Polynesians because there'll never be no chicken wings over there. Ever. Right. right? <laughs> <coughs> Fuck. That's fucking hilarious. Oh, uh, we did go to a good luau out there, though. It was pretty good. Why, dude, I'm telling you, Vegas is like the 13th island. Oh, yeah. No, that's where that's where the Witness Relocation Program is. If you do something bad in Hawaii, you go <laughs> to Las Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. I'm telling you, <laughs> hey, hey, all the strip malls are called like Aloha Strip Mall. You know, Mahalo yeah. Strip Mall. You know? It's definitely the third tonight because they do a lot of um, aloha festivals out there. They do yeah. a lot of the aloha, I mean, uh, Hawaiian artists do really well out there. You know, Boog and the Boys, Comic Kings, they're all really huge in Vegas. Yeah. Well, that's when I learned Samoan and Polynesian culture is Boog invited me to a barbecue <laughs> yeah. at like 2 in the morning when Drake and I were there alone. <laughs> and I learned Drake was... When I learned that Drake fucked because he was out of that room every five seconds on Grinder <laughs> In Vegas? Oh, yeah. I don't fuck around yeah. when I go to Vegas, but, my uh, friend. <laughs> but I was there with three people, and Boog invited me, and the, three, the two people left, and it was just me. And yeah. I texted Boog saying, what do I do? He's like, just walk in the door. <laughs> Walked in the door. Just like 16, 300-pound Samoans just sitting at the oh, table. Yeah. And I just, like, I just opened their door and walked in. And now your appetite has to match theirs. Whenever we yeah, have guests right? come over to No, barbecue, no. I got, I got the death stare. I thought I was going to die because I just walked into their house. Well, first they probably thought you was the repo man at first. They were like, okay, yeah. uh, who, who, did everyone pay their shit? You know, they, you know, they, they said, hey, the truth pick arrived. Yeah. yeah. But, and, and then this, this, the second Boog walked in and said, oh, it's my boy, Chris. Yeah. Everyone got up, just hand in plates. Oh, drinks, yeah. Everything. Once you get, once you get the love. okay from whoever, yeah. someone in the house, that's when, that's when the, the downfall of love comes in because yep. now these 300-pound guys turn into your best friends. And now yeah. you guys are drinking kava, you're drinking alcohol, and then you're eating every pig part whatsoever. Then you get gout. And then, <laughs> and then you're like, oh, welcome to the family. <laughs> but at, welcome, at, as a skinny white boy, I was scared as fuck. I thought I was going to get my ass beat. <laughs> that seems dead. to be the, the, the going thing because all my friends, too, is like, man, every time I go to your barbecue, I think we're going to beat him. I see, see, that's a stereotype. I mean, you probably would, right? but the stereotype yes. is right. we love you guys. We, we love right. everybody. So we're real family oriented. Um, when we go to barbecues, our moms and the cooks, their whole thing is to make sure you guys eat, especially the guests. Yeah. And if we yeah. eat before you guys, we get in trouble and we can still get slapped. We don't care how big they are, because if, if you didn't eat, then, yeah. then that's disrespect to us. So, And you eat. You're making oh, me yeah, hungry right eat. now. You're making me hungry right now. <laughs> Fuck. What's like, a, what's like your favorite Polynesian dish? So my favorite Polynesian dish would probably be palusami. It's like a taro leaf with coconut milk. Um, the Tongans make uh -huh. it with corned beef. But uh, they, they, that's what they put in the umu. So they wrap it up in, in foil. And then you remember when they dig the holes in the ground, they put those things in there that cook with the pig. So that's definitely one of them. Um, what else? Well, I can't really eat a lot of Samoan or Polynesian food now because I do have gout. So I'm trying to watch what I eat. So, you know, yeah. it's either shellfish, 
you know, fried food or, or high uric acid foods that I can't eat. <laughs> Just give me some Khalil pork. I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. How, how many Polynesian islands are there? I honestly don't know anything don't about that. Don't call me out, Drake, because all the Polynesians will get on me because <laughs> no, I don't know. No, but I'm just saying, I, I, I don't know anything. <laughs> I mean, aren't there like, there's like hundreds, aren't there? Aren't there a yeah, lot? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, the Pacific Islands that is kind of spread out where um, my family's from Samoa and Hawaii. Then you have Tonga, then you have Fiji, uh, okay. then you got Tahiti. Then, I mean, everything that's, that yeah. you see a postcard with is pretty much a Pacific <laughs> Island. Right. But uh, I was raised in the States, and, you know, um, unfortunate thing is that we were raised um, the city way, we, you know, my, my parents raised us without speaking the, the language in the house. So, well, you know, we, I, I understand it, but I don't speak it fluently. Uh, well, you're safe because there are over 10,000 Polynesian islands. Oh, 10,000. Yeah. So you, you're good because who's going to remember all those <laughs> names? <laughs> I just gave you the gist. Hey, yeah. big boy, hey what we do, we can edit this to ask you again. Hey, how many other? Man, there's over 10,000. <laughs> there's 10,642. We give you some points. We give you some points. No, bro, even even Google doesn't know. Even Google just says there are over 10,000. Yeah, over. over 10,000. <laughs> they ain't going to tell you how many. It's like, oh, you know, whatever island is an island. So. Right. And popping up new every day. Yeah. <laughs> let's buy a fucking island. If we ever let's if we ever make Didn't a million uh, Dan dollars. Dan Bazilian uh, buy one. I probably said it's fucking. Oh, like Balzer- Balzerian? Ba- Balzerian? Balzerian? Balzerian. Balzerian. Brazilian. Yeah. Brazilian. Whatever Dan his Blazer- name is. I know that that motherfucker bought an island and all the bitches over there. So me and Jimmy got to make our way over there to one of those parties. Hey, we Fuck do yeah. got to make a guest appearance. Sure. We'll probably, we I'll probably a- get escorted out. <laughs> I went to his house with Nijo. I went Did to his you? house with Nijo. Yeah, Stick Figure was playing there. And Nijo, who does all the merch for all the, you know, for Iration and some yeah. other bands, he's like, Drake, I'm coming to LA. Do you want to go to, to the biggest house in Los Angeles? Literally. I'm like, uh, yeah, fuck yeah, I do. And <laughs> yes. so literally you show up there and they give you an iPad to sign an NDA. And they're like, and you have to read all this shit and basically sign your life away. Oh, a disclaimer. And, we, oh, okay. and this house is fucking giant. I mean, it's like, it's like probably 15 stories high. It has like eight pools. It has a whole outdoor gym. And then there's girl. It was like an influencer party. Only hot chicks. Jimmy, like why are we everyone in there? Was why are we in there, Jimmy? Big buddy, I swear to God, I'm thinking the same fuck. We're on the same page right now. Man, I'm so. like, come on, get us an invite to that house because we could party with the best of them. Well, we got we to gotta ask Stick Figure. But what was funny was Stick Figure was playing there. And they were just playing outside under like a tent, and no one was listening to them. Because, <laughs> yeah. and that's, but, and they're obviously a huge fucking band. Like yeah. anywhere else, people but they're would be like the lobby out. band at that point. Yeah. They're like the, <laughs> that elevator music, elevator music. Yeah, it was like, is that stick figure? I was like, oh shit, what's up? <laughs> and once the, once it hit like 10 o'clock, if only certain people with certain wristbands could stay, and they literally, all these security guards came and just like, if you didn't have that right color wristband on, bye. Got escorted out. You were like, Bro, yeah. if, you're, Gone. if your house party has wristbands, you know you're doing it. Yeah. That's yeah, when for you real. Fucking, <laughs> right. That's for real. We got to be invited to that one, Jimmy. Hey, let me see if I can, let me see what I can do. I know one of his buddies. I know one of his really good friends. Well, Come on, Drake. Make it happen, Drake. We got to get <laughs> up in there. <laughs> right. Iration needs to play. Yes. yes. In the lobby again. In the lobby in the again. Lobby. That's fine. And we want wristbands. And we want wristbands. Yeah. <laughs> the right color ones. The right, right. color wristbands. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. So tell us about your shows, Big Body. So you've got the Love Jones show. That's that's yeah. one of them. And same with F- Feel Good Radio. Can we talk about these? Yeah. So um, so all my, so I, I did a podcast for the past 10 years. And what I've been doing, I've been transitioning where I kind of stepped away from the podcast stuff and kind of like adapted to the live streaming stuff where everything is live. So I have three shows that I do. Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, tonight, which is Tuesday, is going to be the Love Jones show. 
And uh, it's just all like it pretty much is songs that I like. I really don't do requests or anything like that. I just play songs that I like. I really don't do the whole, hey, can you play this? I'm not a fucking jukebox. You know what I mean? I'm going to play what I want to play. <laughs> enjoy the show. And then on Thursdays, it's happy hour. We added that was happy hour Thursday where we kind of play the music that you would, you know, everyone knows what happy hour is. You would go to a bar or, or a club like that um, after a long week of work, kind of play that. And then Friday's our feel good music show. And that's a little bit of something that we do with um, a lot of island reggae and stuff like that, too. So we put all that into the platform of Twitch, which I was telling you guys earlier, where um, we just put it up there. And now you can do all these graphics and stuff like that, too, where, you know, I use Instagram and Facebook now as not a live platform. I use that for a promotional platform where I just say, OK, hey, guys, Instagram, Facebook, we're on Twitch now. So, you know, the whole transition thing to transition people from a podcast to a live stream thing, to Instagram, to Facebook. They're like, hey, wh- where are you going to be at? We're going to be there. Right, right, right. So, and, and that's the big thing, because I think once we do get out of this pandemic, I'll get back into recording the podcast and do stuff like that. But right now, I'm trying to do everything just live. Yeah, I like yeah, it, man. I, I sign in once in a while. I listen up. I, I, when, when Jimmy steps in the room, I make sure everybody knows Jimmy Jew's in the room. Yeah, and I, I, was like, like, hey, man, I, I feel so good. And I, I'm like, look, girls, look, girls, he said my yeah. name. <laughs> and that's crazy you said. So a lot of people, I, I interact a lot of, with the people that's in the room. And uh, I've been interacting with, you know, audience people that's been watching live. And, you know, I get all these messages from people dealing with depression, people dealing with cancer yes. and stuff like that, too. Say, hey, man, I was watching your show last night. It kind of got me through this thing. So kind of shows you where we are with the whole sense of me just doing what I love kind of transitions to people that are at home dealing with real stuff like depression and shit like that. So it's definitely a beautiful thing because I'm not doing anything that's forced. I'm not doing anything that's outside of my element, but playing music that I love. And, you know, when Boog or somebody has a new song, I'll put it in the mix and, you know, kind of get that whole thing going. Oh, okay, where can we get it? So I use that as a platform, too, to really promote all my my friends, like the Common Kings, Fiji and all the boys. So it's a a good mixer because I I mix it with mainstream music as well. Yeah, I I try to do that, too. It's it's nice getting those those up. It's nice getting those people that to call or seeing the DMs like, man, you're getting me through the day because <clears throat> you know I post all that shit I post. And I'm yeah, absolutely. DMs. And it's definitely like motivation there, man. That makes me just feel so much good. I'm doing something. I'm helping some people. It's badass. Oh, yeah. And then and then get to help like bug them, you know, promote their songs and COC and Common Kings. And everybody stick to that song that they hit me up. Hey, put can you post this? Fuck yeah, bro. Yeah. It's good, man. And it just shows you our, our whole circle is like we have so many resources within our circle, like you know the shit show podcast. Big Body Radio and Boogie and everything. So where they can they can go to a mainstream radio station, but I think nowadays you get more impressions and you get more people that off of platforms like ours. Yeah, so more then, you know, The mainstream radio kind of just, yeah, it's more personable too because it's like, hey, play my brother Boogs, you know, brand new music, you know, CLC's brand new music and everyone, and I mix it with something else that's mainstream. Then people are like, oh, okay, now I can see what's going on because normally I didn't want to get pigeonholed where they just thought it was a Polynesian station. Oh, that's just for the right. polys. It's like, nah, I kind of play a little bit of everything. So I just want you to, play you know, yeah, so it, it feels good. I, have, I play with my white boy set. I do the, the Daryl Hall and John Oates, the Doobie <laughs> Brothers. You yes. know, all that. Once I get that going, oh, it, yes. it's, 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 a, it's a beautiful time. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think uh, Be Legit did some stuff with the Hall Notes. Yep, Be Legit yep. did one. It's called Sarah Smile. So, yeah, see, yep. everyone's kind of intertwining it's just, it's the feel-good music it's aspect. Good, yeah, good. absolutely. Actually, Sheldon, you know, sax player for Boog, he, yep. he played some stuff. The other day. I was I'm like, I got to post. I go, Sheldon, you mind if I repost that? He goes, sure. Dude, it was just him. that sax was just beautiful. Oh, I call Sheldon the sexy sax man. I call that's a sexy sax man, Paul. But when you play for the sax, you could talk to a woman with a saxophone. I mean, me and you, Jimmy, oh. might have to add that to our repertoire. But if yes. you just go and don't know how to talk to a girl and you play the shit out of a saxophone, they oh will drop their panties instantaneously. Dude, damn. 
<laughs> See, I finally used. I wanted to use the word. Every day, I try to use one word. Instantaneously was the word I wanted to use today. I like that. Yes. <laughs> it's big word it? Tuesday. Big word Tuesday. Absolutely not. Instantaneously. <laughs> that's what we big got Siri for now, Drake. Yeah, big word Tuesdays. That's what we call it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I can't that's spell awesome. with shit anymore. Ever since like my iPhone does it all for me, I'll spell. I'll still spell it wrong, and then it'll just like correct. Oh it no, we we live in a lazy, lazy uh, uh, platform right now where we don't remember remember phone numbers because no. you know all, all of it's done for you on your phone. So you know we just kind of got to adapt to the times, and I, I have to adapt to my lazy demographic to say, okay, guys, we're on Twitch now. You got to do this. You got to do right. that. They need a step by step thing where, sadly, in this day and age, we have to do that because with social media, it's such a lazy demographic all across the board because I could be laying in my bed and be on Instagram all day and just be like, okay, I did my work for the day and I've been in bed for eight hours. <laughs> right, for real. <clears throat> How do you get yeah. Twitch? How do you get Twitch? So Twitch is, uh, so it's actually a gaming thing where all the gamers kind of went on and they were, you know, recording their their gameplay and they kind of had this whole little thing and so right now you just go to twitch.tv and it takes you to the platform and now all the DJs are just kind of adding their name to it. So mine is like twitch.tv backslash Big Body Cisco. I know that's a lot. That's why I just kind of got to walk everybody through it. But once <laughs> right. you get to it, it's a good time where it's uninterrupted. And, and I say it's, it's uninterrupted because when you, when Jim, you've seen on Facebook and, and on Instagram, when Instagram, you do yeah. get interrupted for the copyright stuff, it kind of kills the vibe. It's like, it it's like you're having a party and someone pulled the plug at the DJ booth. Like, what the fuck's going on? You know what I mean? So, it's, like, it's like my unpaid Pandora, and I wait, I'm fucking jamming out on my bike. I'm bumping, ad so, comes on. I'm, I'm bumping some E40, looking at the bitch next to me, and all of a sudden an ad comes on. Oh, welcome to Pandora. I'm like, motherfucker, you know? She's like, pay for the other service, motherfucker. Pay for the other it's service. It's 10 bucks this a month. Cheap motherfucker, more money on, like, this cheap on motherfucker ain't got, fucking, ain't got paid Pandora. It's like, damn, bitch, you just threw me under the bus. Yeah. No, but it's a it's definitely a good time. It's a good platform because as of right now, I think the loophole of what is it is that video games use music in their licensing. So I think that's the way for us to kind of get in there, play the music we want. And we actually, so Twitch is based in San Francisco. And uh, we talked to the CEO of Twitch and he's been talking to us and he can't believe the overwhelming response that he's getting from all the DJs coming to his platform. So now he's kind of trying to make it more D DJ friendly for good. people with us not getting Badass. kicked out. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got to go straight to the top. Was like, so if they're in San Francisco, who's the CEO? Let me go look them up and send them a DM and be like, hey, how you doing, brother? He's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. hey, you know. So it, it's a cool thing for now. Yes. Maybe, maybe he has some hookup with Dan Brazilian. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? We got He'll be at the party, too. Yes. They, do a, they do a convention called TwitchCon because I'm trying to do all this research. So that's another thing, too. So while we're in this pandemic and while we're in this shelter in place, I'm a YouTube fanatic, so I'm a self-taught guy. So I go on YouTube, and you can, you can learn anything on YouTube. Yes. So actually, Amazon and, and YouTube is what I've been doing, buying everything off Amazon, what I need <laughs> in the home studio, and then uh, it just go from there, man, because we're at home doing a whole bunch of nothing. If I don't got my damn kids or dealing with one of my baby mamas, we do, we on Twitch. <laughs> see, see, all my kids are over 18. I don't deal with no more baby mamas, baby. <laughs> How many baby mamas do you have to deal with? Uh, legally? <laughs> <laughs> legally, I got to deal with three. So I, I legally deal with three, and then the other ones haven't found me yet, but three yeah. legally that I got to deal with. So I, I'm done. Are you my dad? Are you my dad, big buddy? <laughs> hey, I went, I, it's a funny story. I went to Fiji. Oh, no, I was in New Zealand. I was in New Zealand with Comic Kings, and we, and we went to a school. And we're, you know, we're, we're performing at a school. I bring out the boys, whatever. I'm sitting down, and this little girl comes up to me. She goes, hey, can you sign my forehead? You know, just kind of like an autograph. And I looked at her. I'm like, who's your mama? <laughs> Because <laughs> I swear to God, I was looking in the mirror, Jimmy. I was like, she goes, can you sign my forehead? I was like, is your forehead going to be able to use in a court of law? Because yes, right, a little bit too much like me, like now. So she's going to run over the piece of paper and stamp that shit right yeah. off. 
And then I get served in the bus. Like, what paperwork is this? Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) My signature's backwards, man. Exactly. But yeah, I got Drake. I got three baby mamas. I got four sons uh, right now. Four. I got three three older sons and one a five year old that drives me crazy because now he's five years old and I gotta adapt down to five year old again. So yeah. But it's a beautiful thing. Oh, you say I got four right now. Like there's more <laughs> in the pipeline. I mean, you never know what's gonna happen. You know, I I don't like condoms, so I think. Yeah. <laughs> hey, same here. Does anybody? <laughs> hey, for Father's Day, for Father's Day, my kid has got me a cup that says my pullout game is. I seen fun. that. <laughs> I seen that, and my, my son sent me that too. I said, well, at least you know it was. So yeah. every time we had a gas pump, and I go like to forty oh one, he was like, see, this is why we have brothers. And I'm like, you know what? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> 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 <That's fucked> up. <laughs> So what oh, what shit. time can people see you on Twitch and what what time you have one on Tuesday one on Thursday what yep. time Tuesday Tuesday Thursday Friday is eight p.m. Pacific Standard Time um uh, what I do too I kind of put all the time um what do you call it the time zones too like it's five p.m. in Hawaii it's you know mm-hmm. nine p.m. in in Utah but Pacific Standard Time West Coast time is eight p.m. Tuesday Thursday Friday well we're gonna be getting a Twitch big body thank you so much for for teaching us your ways yes. absolutely that's what we're here for we got to use all of our resources drake networking we'll baby percent <laughs> <laughs> whoa 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 hold on find your strength five percent of zero exactly five percent of zero is let me see oh it's zero <laughs> and next week you'll get double <laughs> next week yeah. you'll get double. <laughs> I, want, I want the good stuff drake give me the good stuff that we could dive into right now and let everybody know what we're talking about Okay, well, here's what I want to know. I don't know yes. about where you guys are, but right now I have a sh- there's a shit ton of fireworks that are going off in my fucking neighborhood. And it's I live in LA, so if, of course there's always fireworks around 4th of July, but yeah. For the past 2 months, it's been getting worse and worse and worse. And I'm not talking like little tiny fireworks like normally. I'm talking oh, about no. big fucking Disneyland size mortars <laughs> that are yes. fucking going off they go off at 7 in the morning. They go off at 5 in the morning. They go off at 3 p.m. They go off at all hours of the day. And so I was just kind of like doing some research about what the deal is. And in, El- in Los Angeles, complaints have been going up 600% this year compared to normal. And what I want to know from you guys is, do you think that this is a conspiracy? And that do you think that, <laughs> that people are, getting, are being given these fireworks to cause a little bit of chaos what do you guys well, think I, about that? I just had the whole Olympic closing ceremony this morning with the fireworks over here in the Bay Area. So I, it's definitely, I don't know what conspiracy it is, but I'm like, where the hell are they getting these fucking mortars at? Because yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm like, I can't hey, go Chinatown, to Safety Sound. Chinatown. Yeah. <laughs> Chinatown. Come I, on, I know a guy. That. I know a guy. <laughs> yeah. He's down, he's down by where those Asian guys play chess and shit. Mahjong. Exactly. That's why I used to get all my fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> are you guys? Do you guys have a, a, a lot of fireworks going on over there? More than you know, like because you guys are in NorCal. In NorCal is going crazy too because it, it's actually illegal in my. In, I, I stay in South San Francisco, so it's illegal. Yeah. They have all these signs. It's legal, but I'm like, I just heard like an M80 right by my bedroom window the other day. So I'm like, okay, so it can't be that illegal because I also don't think the enforcement's not as big too because of course right. they probably have got bigger fish to fry. Probably not in this, but. I'm just thinking they have complaints, but I don't think they're any do- they're doing anything about them. No, I'm hearing them yeah. at nighttime mostly. My dog yeah. hates them. Yeah, my dog goes crazy. That's what they're saying. The animals, the dogs, and the and all the animals are, are really can't stand it. So it's right. definitely something that now that July Fourth is going to come up, it's going to happen probably another two weeks after the fourth. Everyone trying yeah. to get rid of the stuff, and then it will go back to normal. But yeah, with what we got going on right now, 
it's going to be going on for a little while. Yeah, well, right. it's annoying. I mean, I love I love me some fireworks. It's it's fun. I enjoy watching it. But these are all, they're not just fireworks. They're they're calling they're M one thousands, which are basically it's literally dynamite. So you know, there's oh, the M eighty, but this is even bigger because they're just giant explosions. There's no flash. There's no pretty shit. It's just an explosion. It's yeah. just an explosion. Ain't no little flowers going off. It's just no. an explosion. <laughs> <laughs> Those sparklers. <laughs> yeah. No, I used to do the M eighties when I mean, me and my brothers, we were you know, we grew up badasses too and being bad and you know m80s was the shit we wanted yeah. to go blow up like a watermelon or something like that or yeah, blow up, you know that. grab a squirrel and duct tape them but that's just my family nugget <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh shit <laughs> so quit now, now that i'm gonna get arrested for this <laughs> right not now that the hate is gonna the be hate on the, mail, yeah. the hate mail will come Peter's gonna be over here like, oh, so you blew up a squirrel? Like, no, that was my brother. I just throw him under the bus. <laughs> I live right next to the PETA, like their headquarters. Oh, headquarters, shit. literally across the street. I can see their building if I look hard enough. So you can't walk out of the out of there with your fur coat on naked anymore, Drake. Right? No, so you not got, okay. anymore. They will throw paint on that shit. Right? <laughs> you fucked up my fur. Yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> I mean, people complain about fur, but. I eat fucking steak, so it's like what I can't really complain about someone <laughs> exactly. wearing a fur, a fur coat. Drink that's tube steak. That's tube steak's different. Oh, <laughs> that's fucked up. That is a disgusting that's a di- name. That's a different steak <laughs> yeah. you got going on over there, Drake. Yeah, it's crazy. Thank, thank. Oh fuck. What are you listening to right now, Big Body? What's what's your favorite music to be not not just play on the radio, uh-huh. but to to be listening to in the car or wherever? I'm an R&B guy. So I, I was raised on R&B and soul from my parents. So I, I listen to a lot of old school. I really don't mess with like the newer hip hop because it's kind of mumble rap to me. I'm a hip hop head, but I don't really like, you know, I'm, I'm from the Cypress Hill, Ice Cube, NWA era where, you know, that kind of hip hop I still listen to. But right now I just kind of see what the brothers are bringing out. You know, uh, Boog and them just had the brand new single, Siva Mai, that Slash. came out that they've been working out. Great and, song. Um, yeah. So, so and I, you know, and my, my rule is I get sent music all the time from artists. And my rule is if I like it, I'm going to play it. If I don't like it, I don't fuck with it. It'll probably end up like as a coaster if you bring But it, it's just the quality of music nowadays because when I first started Big Body Radio and people were sending me music and I played it next to a mainstream artist, the quality was so yeah. off. Like yeah. you had like million dollar studios and like, oh, can you play my music? And then you had the garage band and then you had the yeah. Casio keyboard. Four track. So, Four track. Yeah. <laughs> So it's, I always like listening to what the boys got going on. You know, Common Kings is working on some new music, and Love always it. when the family have something going on, I'll listen. And I'll be, I'll be one of those guys. Be like, this one ain't it. But I remember Boog sent me a song one time, and and he was like, "What you think, bro?" And I was like, "That ain't it. That ain't it." <laughs> and he was like, "All right, well, at least you're honest, because you know I don't like. We have enough yes men in our camp, and I think mm-hmm. people oh, yeah. always want. Oh man, that's the one, bro. I was like, nah, that that wasn't the one. And I think the more honest you are with your friends, the more further they'll further along they'll go because you're not blowing smoke up their ass. You know, and so when you know when Comic King sent me something, and I would be like, "That's cool," but maybe if you guys would have added this, if you're gonna ask me for my opinion, I'm going—I'm real opinionated, Drake. Right. So I'm gonna tell you what I think about it. And plus, me listening to music and me being in the music industry, I kind of know what I like. So that's why I kind of just keep it as you know, this ain't the one, or that's the one, or maybe you can add this. And I'm actually working on a compilation now where I'm trying to get all these island reggae artists to cover R&B songs. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of have them step outside the box. You know right. what I mean? Kind of say, hey, you know what, Boogie, hey, you know, JR from Comic Kings, sing this Marvin Gaye song or sing this or have Sammy Johnson doing an Eric Clapton song or something like that. So it's just something that I want to pull the boys out of their comfort zone and kind of see how that goes, you know, because, you That's know, good. I love Island Reggae, but I, I wasn't raised as a reggae head. You know, when I do when I did Cali Roots, I was like, I, I, I know stick figure and all the boys and stuff like that, too. But I was more of an R&B. I was, I'm here for Nas or I'm here for E-40, you know, what I mean? right. so. Yeah. But, you know, when, I'm, when you're the host and you're bringing out these acts. 
you know, you got to respect their craft too. So me, I take it upon myself to say, if I'm going to bring out someone like um, Chronics or Revolution like that, you know, Revolution are the boys. So I got to make sure that the crowd believes me when I bring them out. And I think that's what they, what they lost. You get a lot of these hosts that come out and be like, oh, give it up for Jay Bog. They're like, oh, did you do your homework? And I've seen it happen. Yeah, I've seen it happen where, you know, especially our what, my, what I do at festivals is not respected in the industry because they think anybody could just bring anybody out. You know what I mean? And I think the thing with that that gets mm-hmm. lost is you have to have passion about the music and the artists that you're bringing out. So that's when Bug started seeing me bring him out. He was like, hey, you know, we want to come on tour with us. Kami King started seeing me the way I brought him out. They're like, hey, come on tour with us because they didn't want like the local you know, uh, venue guy to just come out and say, oh, Comic Kings, you know what I mean? So yeah. you kind of build it up. So I, I've been on the, with a tour with the boys and we've been in, F- I've been in Fiji with Fiji. That's like being in Vegas with Elvis. Right. Uh, but, you know, you go, you go outside the country and, you know, to do something that what I do that's not respected in the game, that it's kind of just now kind of getting people to realize that you need a, a good host or an MC is that, you know, when you go outside the country, these guys are, they want a show. They're paying for a show. And when you go to Saipan and Guam and stuff like that, too, the host is just as important as the act, because if you have some guy that doesn't know what he's talking about and then Boog and them come on, they're going to spend the first three songs trying to build up that that crowd. So right. my the job energy. is to come build up. the Yeah, I, I'm the, the energy man. guy. I'm, yeah. I'm the hype guy. I'm the vibe creator. And I go out there and make sure they have a good time. So these promoters like, you know, like Dan Sheehan uh, recognized it. He was like, hey, bro, I need you to come over to Cali Roots and bring that energy over there. So, you know, and he, he was one that respected it. And I did Island Reggae Festival for, for nine years. And it was just that craft was my back and forth is let, let me have a good time with the crowd. So they're right. already ready for the act when they come out. Right. Was that your first festival that, that you did? Or what was your first show that you came up and started introducing people? And like, um, day one so it's you? funny. Um, I started back in the club scene in, in the Bay Area. I started to see DJs. And it's a funny story. It goes back to even further. We're Live Aid 1985. I mm. seen how Freddie Mercury had the crowd control. Like his, hey, you know, that whole little mm-hmm. back and forth. Once I seen that as a kid, I said, I want to do that, but I don't want to, I, I probably won't have the music aspect. So as I grew up and I started doing nightclubs in, in the city, I started seeing the DJs get on the mic and kind of talking to everybody. And I was like, ah, he ain't doing it right. So whether the, the, the DJs liked it or not, I would go grab the mic and kind of get the party going. <laughs> and, right. pe- and people were like, hey, Cisco's coming with the mic again. Then the promoters started noticing. They're like, oh, no, nah, Cisco's kind of getting the, the crowd going. You know what I mean? And some of the DJs were like, hey, won't you come? I have this gig. Let me hire you to come do the mic. So that kind of like domino effect into what I was doing. And then I started going to uh, shows and Boog was like, hey, bring me out. I was like, all right, cool. I went to a show, brought out Boog, and everyone was like, man, that was that was the one. So I started intertwining the music part of it where I started playing music and kind of getting the crowd into it. Common Kings um, got me on it. Like, oh, you got to bring us out. So all these artists started seeing what I was doing. And started saying, hey, asking their tour manager. But no, no one had no budget. They were like, oh, ask the Cisco could do it. Like, hey, motherfucker, I got hella baby mamas. I got, I got mouths to <laughs> Put it on your resume. <laughs> yeah. They always say, oh, well, we'll do give it you for credit exposure. For do yeah. it for exposure. So I I'll did the exposure you with thing. my dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't pay the bills with exposure. Yeah. So but I like cash. Don't, do? don't put that on the paper. <laughs> yeah. Don't put that on the paper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I pay me under the table. So pay yeah. me under the table. We're good. So when, we, when they did it, Island Reggae Festival <laughs> and uh, Great America, an amusement park here in the Bay Area, that yep. they wanted me to kind of be the host of that. So once I started doing that, that's when other festivals started to realize, okay, you know, Dan Sheehan um, from Cali Roots was like, hey, come over here and do it at this festival. Then I did it for One one Love in Long Beach. Uh, and then I got together with Westafa. You guys all know Westafa. He's the, yeah. uh, the DJ. So we got together where I didn't have to go back and forth with DJing and MCing. I just got Westafa where he's already well-versed in the music game. So he would be the DJ and I would be the host. And me and him is a one-two punch where we go to any <clears throat> festival, any party, and we're just as important as the main act. 
So how many man. years have you been uh, at Cali Roots? Uh, Cali Roots would probably be the last three years. The, the last three years because, um, you know, Owen Owen was doing it and there was, a, you know, uh, Dinger was doing it too. And, you know, all these guys are doing it. And once they kind of, I kind of got in, involved, they're like, okay, we got to step our game up. Only be nothing to take away from my boys Owen and, and, and Dinger and everybody, but it's just the simple fact that we're, if our position can be just as important as the artist, we're, we're bringing more to the table than just saying, oh, coming up next, by the way. Because <laughs> yeah, MC is a lost art. And I, I, every interview that I do, I try to tell them that, you know, that's just as important because if you don't have that interaction, every show that I do, you know, from Taurus Riley, I did a show with, with Nas and Ice Cube and Cardi B and stuff like that, too, where I'm not just the poly guy. I'm the party guy. You know, j- just like how Jimmy is on wherever he goes. I'm the party guy where we're the life of the party and I want people to feel that energy. You got the bottle of 1942 while Jimmy's Absolutely. got the bottle of, of like whippets. Yeah. <laughs> he's got, he's got that class A Azul back there yeah. too. Yeah. So, you know, and so what I, what I did not do, I didn't want, never want to drink an MC because I did one show where I was fucked up. Let's hear it. Let's hear <laughs> and, the story. And, and I'm going to tell you a, a Cali Root story. That's probably going to floor you guys, but I was drunk at the thing and I had the mic. I was coming up and I forgot who I was bringing up. I think it was Taurus Riley. And I went up and I just, I forgot I was the host. I just, I was fucked up. And I'm over there walking on stage, looking in the crowd, looking at the girl. Hey, what's good with you? Like talking to them like I'm trying to get at her while I'm on stage doing this. And Taurus <laughs> Riley's in, Taurus Riley's on the end like, is this motherfucker going to bring me out or what? <laughs> this guy's breaking into my set. Like, so finally on, I said, you know what? The rule is never drink when I got to do a show, which brought me to Cali Roots where we were in Cook Islands with Common Kings and I had crashed a bike. It was like a, a little forerunner thing that I crashed it and my back was fucked up. So I go to Cali Roots. My, this is my second year doing Cali Roots. Dinger's like, oh, what's wrong? I said, man, I fucked up my back. And he said, here, take these edibles. Never took an edible before in my life. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. No, 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 Dinger, no, no, no. So mind you, for the longest, I thought Dinger was trying to sabotage me because I was. <laughs> so Dinger, Dinger was like, take these edibles um, and it'll take all the pain away. I'm like, cool. So I take the edibles, me and I'm, we're kind of walking around Cali Roots and he comes back and goes, hey, let me get the rest of those edibles. But I was like, what do you mean the rest of them I took? And he goes, you took all of them? <laughs> I was like, yeah. I said, I said, what, what are you talking about? He was like, oh shit. He starts laughing. Dinger starts laughing and walks away. Oh, no. I have to bring out chronics on oh, the main shit. stage, on the bowl stage. So I'm going over there. I'm in the little VIP under the stage and I'm kind of sitting down like, oh, okay. Couldn't get up. Body was dead. They're like, hey, Cisco, come bring out chronic. And I was like, I can't fucking move. <laughs> I can't move. My cousin pulls me over his shoulder, takes me back to the hotel room. I have to bring out Nas that night. This is the, the, the year that Nas was at Cali Roots. I have to bring out Nas that night. Dan Owen is like, hey, where's Cisco? He has to bring out Nas. I'm in bed, literally only can move my eyes and mouth and saying, fuck Dinger. I'm going to fuck him. <laughs> when come to. Oh, my God. He sabotaged you. So, so the next year we came over there, Dinger was like, what's up, bro? I'm like, fuck you, motherfucker. You better not try to sabotage me. He goes, no one told you to take the whole thing. <laughs> That straight cheese and chunk shit. Hey, man, don't eat those, straight. bro. <laughs> oh, man. When he said, you took the whole thing, my cousin looked at me and was like, oh, you're fucked. You're fucked. <laughs> so, yeah, that's why I stay away from edibles now, and I don't drink when I go on stage because I think if you go up there, you can, it's, it's kind of a bad for the brand thing. So definitely some stories we got because ever since then, I haven't missed a beat on stage. I, that makes sense. You know, but, uh, with the dry diggings, we're supposed, I was supposed to go up and introduce Owens. Oh, hey, you want to introduce some people? I go, yeah, I, I, that's yeah. cool. And then, you know you know who Dan Kelly is from Fortunate yes. Youth? Well, yeah, he found me. He found me. <laughs> hey, that was the end of it. I was fucked up on everything. Finding Dan Kelly days. is like finding Tony Montana in Miami. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it was done. Like, hey, you ready to go up there? I ain't going nowhere, man. I ain't doing shit. <laughs> I'm hiding in an RV going, man, what the fuck's coming to get me right oh, now? Yeah. Oh, man. 
Yeah, once you get that, that you get spooked like that. Yeah, never again. So I said, once I do it, once I do shows, I'll get fucked up after, and we'll just do it after the show. Yeah. So Sunday, I stayed away from. I kept hiding away from Dan Kelly. And I got to, I got to go out and introduce uh, Callie Buds and shit. Hey, but yeah, it's because I stayed away from Dan Kelly. It's better to go up there. It's better to go up there sober. It's better to go up Absolutely. there sober. <laughs> Yo, big body. You- your beard is looking very trimmed up and looks oh, like you, you know, take very good care of yourself. So I get I get a, a barber who cuts me up every week. So he, he does it out of his... So every week I got to get... Because I'm on live stream, so I can't just have it all looking like um, Chewbacca. So I get it lined up every week, every Thursday. Um, but then I also saw... I bought this thing. You know the Facebook ads where you see the Clippers things? Mm-hmm. So I bought one of those off of Facebook. This cheap motherfucker... I, I said, you know what? Don't buy anything off Facebook ads. Because I bought this. It took two months to get here. What is it? It's a clipper for your beard. But what's it, call- it. what's it called? It, it just says clipper. Just clipper. <laughs> well, you know what? We, we, got, we got something for you. We work with this company called Manscaped. And yes. they, they have all this great stuff, stuff for your balls, stuff you can even use on your face. And now we hey, have this, this new thing. Works. That, this shit works. Can you use it on your face? Work. Have yes. you used it on your face? I trim, okay. I trim up. I trim up. It works fucking. You put on your balls, it does not fucking clip your nuts. It's amazing I hope because I, I, I need to get manscaped because I tried doing the balls and I have like four or five blotches on there. Yeah. So the next time I was with a female, she was like, what's wrong? I said, you know what? Just close your eyes, turn the light off and don't worry about what the fuck going on. <laughs> you don't want to see this so thing. I definitely need a man. Yeah. No, <laughs> you don't want to see the Beetlejuice head. Hey, I, let the, I let the chick shave it the other day. She's sitting back there. She's stretched. Wow. She's hitting me up. It's Hell nice, yeah. man. And while you're down so there. I got to get manscaped. I got to get manscaped. You have to get the manscaped. Well, they have a brand new one called the Weed Whacker, okay? And this is for your nose and your ear hair, okay? This is going to get please rid of use all this because I haven't seen fellas with nose hairs that braided into their mustache. It's not a good yeah, look. It's not cool. It's not a good look. So you're definitely going to need the, that, that <clears throat> manscape for that. <laughs> it's, called, it's called the Weed Whacker, and you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code SHITSHOW at manscaped.com. That's all one word, SHITSHOW, all caps, MANSCAPED, 20% off. What are you waiting for? Go whack your motherfucking weeds. That's what I'm talking about. I'm getting shit show in the promo code area. Yes, shit sir. Show. Okay. All capitals, off. one word, a free shipping and 20% off. And I'm so telling you, the I'm man's about, I'm telling you that the, and, uh, the and ball it's waterproof trimmer, too, which is cool. Like you can shave your balls in the shower, which is what and it has I a like light on it. Mm-hmm. It has a light yeah, on a light. It. So you, Oh, see, Hey, I'll be doing it in the dark. Hey, this chick's on. It's nice that you have a light down here. I'm like, yeah. I'm acting act like she's holding up my big shaft. She's like this, you know. <laughs> I gotta be. I can't lie to you guys. <laughs> he went, Jim went like this. Well, hold on, Nathan. You we got a light under here. It's in there somewhere. <laughs> holding up, you know. Manscape, definitely. Thank you. I'm gonna get one of those because because my balls are looking a little like Jimmy's beard right now. So we gotta keep all those baby mamas happy. Hey, ain't, yeah, nothing worth, because- ain't nothing worth than getting a blowjob. The chick stops. Hold on. Put put, put like motherfucker. Yeah. I mean, it depends shit. on who's doing it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if, it's just, if it's just somebody I met at Cali Roos, go on, pick those through your teeth. But if it's yeah. like somebody you've been yeah. working on for a little bit, you might want to clean right. it up with the manscape. If you mm-hmm. care. If you care. Yeah. <laughs> if you care, get rid of the hair. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. There you go. If you care, get rid of the hair. You don't want to hook up with anybody at Cali Roots because it's like all these like people who have just been in a festival for three days without a shower. No, yeah, especially the ones in the campgrounds. Oh, yeah. I don't fuck with any girls from the campgrounds because I say, look, you nasty bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, we had a shower in our camp. We had a little camper, a Yolly Bird's camper. So we, got, we had a shower. Oh, in yeah. There. Yolly Bird has a nice one. Yeah. We had to shower. It was pretty nice. Have you seen that they're doing these? You can now rent a, all these tour bus companies because there's no fucking tours. Yeah, there you can literally get it, do a getaway, a tour bus getaway, and you yeah, rent RVs a fucking and tour, tour bus. Yeah, and they'll take you oh. wherever you want to go. 
See, we need to go do that, Jimmy. Let's get a tour bus and just go hey. up and down Vegas. That's it, just around Vegas. Hey, think about this. <laughs> hey, think about this. Big Bunch, let's go. Whore Fest 2020. <clears throat> Nobody's doing it. Back to my manscape right? and Western conferences on that mother. See, come on, Drake, Chris, get that going. We need to get going. What's is Cali Roots happening? I know they rescheduled it to October, and there's one in Vegas too. Like, what's what's what what's the inside scoop, Big Body? I personally don't think it's going to happen, only because they they see a rise in what's going on with the cases. But I mean, as far as right now, they're trying to still push the October date for Cali Roots, and you know, I was hitting up Dan, kind of seeing what the reality of it's happening, and he's kind of still in limbo too because he has to wait for the CDC and everything to go through. So. I personally don't think it's going to, I would love for it to go on, but of course we got to be safe as a collective. So I don't think it's going to go on. I, I'm hearing uh, middle of next year is when they're actually going to at least try doing it because wow. now even San Francisco today, they opened up um, barbershops and salons in San Francisco and they're slowly they're opening up bars too. And I went to one, so I was in Palm Springs last week and I went to the bar and it was open. So I went to the bar, I'm looking around, I have a mask on. It's oh, you don't need the mask, bro. And I'm like, oh, okay. And there's some guy slouched over the bar and I'm like, well, I'm, just happy to, I'm just happy to be in a bar. Yeah. So I'm ordering Jameson shots and stuff like that too. And I'm still looking around. I'm like, I want to be careful, but I want to get fucked up. (laughs) So because we've been locked up in the house for what was almost three months now. And I think the more precautionary things that we do, like at first I was in the house, I was just like, you know, I'm not going out. Then I was like, I got to stop being scared too. If I can live through cheetahs and all these other strip clubs (laughs) that I've been to, I can live through this (laughs) pandemic. So I've been careful wearing it when I go into stores like that, but other than that, I see people that I, I do on my bike rides. I went to the beach the other day, and the beach is packed. And the beach is, like, packed with people. No masks, no nothing. Yeah. So, Wow. It, it, right now, it's either you're going to live in fear or either you're just going to live your life and see whatever yeah. whatever happens. So yeah. right now, I'm at the point where I'm just going to do what I do and see what happens and watch the news. I try not to watch the news either because it has so much bullshit on it where yeah. it's like one thing's good or one thing's not bad. So I just kind of get confusing. my information. Yeah. Can we be outside? Yes or no? We can? Right. Okay, I'm going to be outside. So. so what do you got? You got, you got a bicycle? What do you got? So I got a, a little Marin 29er that I've been rolling around. You know, for, for us big guys, nice. we got to have a, a bike. So yeah, I, got I don't get rippers. on motorcycles. I got the so big you, I, I need to get one of those. But I don't do motorcycles anymore because I was in Hawaii and I got on a Harley. This is back when I sold drugs in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the ice days. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought I knew you from somewhere. I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew him. I like one bullet. So I, <laughs> I had the bike and I, I did it wrong and it got away from me and it dr- it drugged me for about a good block. So I don't get on motorcycles no more. When I see Jimmy on there, I was like, Ooh, I don't, I know you get bitches on that bike, Jimmy, but I, I can't because I'm, I'm six, five, 300 pounds. So it's just kind of, you know, it, I'm, I'm like this anyway, where it's kind of like, I got to get the big boy bikes that Jimmy yeah. and I be riding baggers. Yeah. So, yeah. So what I ride now, I, I got a mountain bike that I got, um, that I've been trying to take better care of my health because I figure if I'm going to be on stage, they don't want to see some fat fuck up there. So I'm like, all right, let me try to do some, so, I mean, I'm not over here trying to be Mr. Olympia, but I'm just like, as long as I'm presentable when I'm up there and I can breathe and I'm not running out of breath on the mic, I'm good. I don't know, man. The way I look at it, all my, you know, all my friends get ready to go to Hawaii. Everybody's working out the gym and everything. The white trip at the gym, I said, dude, I'm going to look like a local. I ain't fucking going over and looking <laughs> you know, because the guys get robbed of the ones with the abs. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh. Yeah, when you, when you go to Hawaii, the fatness is embraced. You know, when yes. you're big in Hawaii, it's embraced where it's like, ooh, the girls love that. And the dudes that are doing CrossFit and everything, they're getting beat up by us. So, right. <laughs> and so hey, seaweed. Get that motherfucker out of the bar. Yeah. Right. Hey, get away from Macaha Beach. <laughs> yeah. So you got to go places where, you know, being busy, big is accepted. You know, like just like Italians and people that yes. eat at the Italian restaurants and the big fat Italian dude. That's accepted in Hawaii. So when you're out there on the beach, yeah. we could look the way we look 
and not be and like, who's this guy with the twelve pack over here? Let me go whoop his ass. And he right. goes, oh, you beat him up. <laughs> hey, hey, we robbed that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, where your camera, at, bro? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I'm no, moving fuck. to fucking Hawaii. That sounds amazing. Oh, man, that is definitely the end goal. The end goal is to move to Hawaii, retire out there, and just be in Maui and have a little poke stop that we people just come by and just come eat some poke. Oh, yeah. See, yeah. I, I, I like that. I like Oahu. Uh, I always go to the West Side, not yep. a Kuli Wainai. That's just what I like Oof. over there. <clears throat> man, it's a good beach. time in Hawaii. Oh, yeah. It's, it's so slow out there now because I could go visit and stuff like that too because I used to live out there. And I'm looking around. You know, I'm a city boy. So I'm looking around in Hawaii. I'm like, Okay, let's just sell drugs because this is boring like fuck. <laughs> yeah, when I went there, I it was fun. It was gorgeous. We were there for like almost two weeks, and That's after the long. first That's week, I'm long. like, I, I'm yeah. bored. Like, how many after fucking the- mai tais and beat? I don't surf. I don't. I just I yeah. can't do it. Three days, four days is the max. Yeah, yeah. I was the one driving around, and the speed limits killed me because they're like, it's a 50. thirty-five mile an hour road. Everyone's going fifteen. Yeah. I was so yeah. mad. Hey, we're so fair. We're beeping at them, and they're just, hey, bro, like, ah, get the fuck out of the way. Yeah, You're on Hawaii time. Hawaii the broken, time. The broken shaka. Yeah, yeah, Hawaii time. Every time we have a Hawaiian on our show, they're always li- they're always late, and then they tell us they tell us about Hawaiian time. <laughs> no, see, well, I, I'm real punctual. I, my, my my ethnicity, I'm German, Hawaiian, and Samoan. So my dad's Samoan, my mom is half Samoan, then her mom was German and Hawaiian. So that's why I, I look a little, I'm a little bit more sexier than the, your average Samoan. So <laughs> it's because mm-hmm. I, they threw that Hawaiian and German in there. So <laughs> that's awesome. A little sexier? No, a lot sexier. Yeah. <laughs> Calm down, Drake. Jimmy, yeah. always, Jimmy always hits on the, on the female guests. So I got to start hitting on the male guests. It's <laughs> just for the shits. <laughs> right when Drake said that all his glasses fogged up, I'm like, Drake, you motherfucker. <laughs> How's it going, Drake? That's fucking hilarious. Have you guys ever seen a documentary called uh, "It's uh, Called American Pimp"? We were talking about pimps earlier. Yes, yeah, it's old, isn't it's, it? It's yeah, it's super old, probably like 20, 30 years old, and it's Memphis they Slim have and all this those guys. Clip. Yeah, they have all these amazing pimps, and we got to get them on the fucking show because there's this oh one guy God. that goes, "Pimp stands for put it in my pocket," because that's what you go and do. <laughs> That like, was actually a required video in school here. It's in the Bay Area, right? I had the like, book. Today, we're watching American Pimp. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. I had the oh, book called that. Pimpology 101. Yes. Oh, yeah. See? Back in the day. I knew that's yeah. where you got all your pimping from. I, I, see, I, Jimmy's a bona fide hey, pimp. I watched Bay Jimmy Area, the other day. Baby. I said, this motherfucker pimp. Bay Area, baby. <laughs> Bay Area. How did you guys meet? Did you guys know each other like before Bug? Or did you guys meet each other through Bug or music? Through the music scene. Yeah, through the music scene, because everyone was like, oh, uh, Boog, and you said, oh, that's Jimmy. He was watching all the videos. I was like, oh, shit. I said, look, I need to meet that motherfucker. So as soon as me and Jimmy met, we hit a good His man. Arm. We had a good time ever since. Uncle Steve. Uncle Steve was there. Yep. Uncle Steve. That guy. Uncle that Steve guy. is. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm with him almost every weekend on the boat. That motherfucker, that's a straight pill. Look, Uncle Steve would probably kill me for saying the story on, on the shit show podcast, <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and share it. Do so uh, Uncle, we were in, I forgot where we were at, and Uncle Steve said, yeah, he was, you know, I don't know if it was back in the day, he said he was uh, fucking with this bitch, and he said he put his finger, then he smelt it, and he, he looked, and he goes, how dare you? <laughs> hey, and that's since him. that day, every time I see Uncle Steve, he goes, how dare you? <laughs> I said, hey, what? I, he was like, she smelled like a damn tuna. I was like, oh, shit, well, hey. Uh, <laughs> hey, he still tells that story to everybody. And then, hey, oh, girl, hey girls, on the, girls on the boat. I'm like, don't do it, Steve. And my dad, my drink, he'll he'll just look at him like disgust. You fucking find another ride home. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, we love Uncle Steve, man. That's family right there. And 
I'm telling you, you put, and that's the thing too, good about the music scene. You put so many different backgrounds and, you know, ethnicities and stuff that come together. It's like whatever's going on in the outside world, we come together as one. And like, I, I don't care who, who supports this, who supports that. You're my brother. You're my brother. Right. You know what I mean? It, we, we, I like the Niners. You like the Raiders. And we don't go killing each other over that. So right. why kill each other off somebody what they support? So that's why it's, it's a beautiful thing where we Because Uncle Steve will tell you it straight. Uncle oh. Steve will tell you straight. And you got everybody else that's around the whole squad that, you know, as long as we kind of practice the love thing, because when we're around each other, we love each other. And yep. we, especially our music family. When we're at Cali Roots, we all have a good time. We really don't care what's going on. We really don't care what yeah. ethnicity you are. And, and we kind of just drop all that. But it's definitely a good time. Is that a cat, Drake? It is. Yeah, it's Tywin. <laughs> he, it's the only he, pussy he's ever had. Yeah, I'm I know, right? Say, I, I just seen a cat over there. I was like, okay, he definitely drinks White Claws. He just jumped up and he's like, <laughs> he does drink fucking White Claws. I fucking do drink White Claws. I'm a basic ass bitch. You know what? I, 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 someone had it at, at a barbecue and I got it and I actually got disgusted with myself. I said, you motherfucker. Go it's get good. Jameson. It's, 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 it's good. It's good. But I got to get, I got to be my, no. I got to wash it down with some Jameson or something. So. Yeah, man, man yourself back up. Man yourself back up. Yeah. <laughs> I had to sit there and like punch somebody to be yeah. feel a little mad. I'm like, you know what? Let me slap Fuck. somebody real quick. Yeah, you drink white claws, you start lactating and shit. You're like, motherfucker, what just happened to me? Wait, Drake, did you just say white claws and vodka? No, I'm saying I say I mix it with vodka. Okay, so now this just turned into an intervention because Oh, it did. <laughs> It did. So, okay. So I, I like White Claw, but if you drink too much of it and you have to pee, like for instance, I like to put, you know, on stage, you have, I play a 90 minute set. If I drink yes. too much before or even during the show, then by about 30 minutes in, I have to fucking pee. And then oh, it's going to just be like an hour of just straight misery. Have you so, ever pissed yourself on stage, Drake? That was I my have question. N- I have not. There's been some close calls. I've sharted oh, okay. on stage before, but that's that was not that was. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, and it just kind of like waddled away, like ah oh, shit, I gotta. <laughs> well, I'm playing the, when you play the trumpet. Like, there's a lot of like you're you're blowing real that's hard. That's the release. And, yeah, that's yeah. the release. So yeah. Sometimes you go for that yeah. note and well, save backfire. Yeah, backfire. <laughs> legit backfire. <laughs> But I have my cocktail now that I make. It's I have a big full size Yeti, so it keeps it yeah. nice and cold. You fill you fill it halfway with ice, then you fill it halfway with vodka or tequila, then you put a little <laughs> bit of lime juice, like just just lime juice, not like like not like sugar lime juice, just yeah. straight up lime juice, unsweetened, and the then mm-hmm. you top it with White Claw. God. Oh just a little, little question here, Drake. How many drinks have you spilled on stage? Well, if I had a proper I, fucking I, cup holder. <laughs> I got you. I That's got not you. Your writer yet? Come on, Drake. Well, it is. Writer. It is, but it just, I don't know. I have a lot of shit on my, on my riser. Cisco, I, I got him a proper cup holder. The After is three Drake, years. Drake jumps on his riser like five feet in the air. So the whole riser is shaking. Oh, yeah. And everything's before. going everywhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I got no. it. It's a, it's a little bit of a mess sometimes, like you know. But it's a it's a show. You're an entertainer. Like I'm gonna be yeah. moving around, so yeah. You gotta have a good time up there, and then you're looking around like, fuck, where's my drink at? <laughs> yeah, and I see it spilling on. It's like on on like all the cables, and I'm like, uh oh, what's gonna something gonna break? Right like, oh, front of house is coming over here. Like, oh shit, okay. I'm sitting there side stage just watching like, oh my God, the laptop's about to fall. Holy shit. Oh my God, Drake, please stop jumping. Just please. <laughs> but yeah, when do, stuff does spill and it's whatever, it, it's fine. Everything still works. But, you gotta, you, know. you just got to adapt to the good time. Mm-hmm. Always adapt to the good times. Good positive energy. Always. Easy to say as a performer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So what else do you have, what else do you have <clears throat> planned, Big Body? Like when you are out of quarantine, what's the first thing that you are going to do? That you've just obviously went to a bar recently, but what's next? Yeah. 
I think, well, really, I think for all of us as entertainers is try to get back on stage and get, I mean, the, the live streams are good and everything, but it's, nothing beats the live energy of actual yeah. being at the show. So I've been talking to a lot of the boys, too, and everyone can't wait to get back on stage. We're doing a lot of virtual stuff, but I think getting back out there and just kind of just being with the people. And that's what, you know, that's where you get the energy from. You can only get so much energy from a live stream. I think being out there and just kind of just feeling that positivity out there and just that vibe. That vibe is unmatched. Any show you go to, any shows that we, any of us done, that whole vibe of being of live music is just, you, you get a different feeling from it. And I think that that's what I'm waiting for the most. Because once we get back out there and get back on stage, and because I think it's going to be a transition period too where it's slowly going to get back. There's going to do some shows where they're going to have a little bit of people there because, you know, we're, we're used to playing for tens, thousands of people where, or, or just even two or three people where it's going to slowly transition where now I'm hearing they're going to do little circles where your group of people have to be in that circle. And, hmm. you know, I mean, how, how are you going to vibe from that? You know what I mean? So we really yeah. have to transition into it and see what we But we're, all of us know how to adapt to it. And I think us as entertainers are going to adapt to it as well. But to get that feeling, to get, you know, get the, to go back to my Freddie Mercury uh, reference is to get that whole back and forth back is going to be what I'm waiting for. I think it'll come back sooner. Be- I mean, just looking at all these protests, everyone's all next everyone's to each other. Everyone's outside. Yeah. <laughs> right? So hey, it's like this. No, I'm going to say it's pandemic shit. But hey, check it out. All the homeless in my area, man, they eat dirty ass. They fucking never shower. And not one of them has been sick. I've been down there talking to them when I go on my <laughs> walks. And my, they're like, no, yeah. nobody's been sick. It's like, motherfuckers don't shower nothing. They ain't got shit. <laughs> and, and that's the thing, too, Jimmy. I, I, I watch, like, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I watch a lot of bullshit. <clears throat> and I watch a lot of shit, too. So. And, I, and there's a lot of things that go on. It's like, shit, is this shit fake? Is this shit? I mean, you, it may, there's stuff that definitely makes you think where it's like if, if you can have like rallies and protests and, you know, everyone's around each other and it's not as bad as they're saying it is. My whole thing is I only can control what I can control in my immediate mm-hmm. surroundings. So if, if I'm going on a bike ride, if I'm going with my kids to have Father's Day, you know, brunch or something like that, that's what I can control. I can't control what else is going on outside the world. I can just kind of control. So I'm going to have a good time regardless. And when now they say that, oh, in the Bay Area, you know, cases are spiking up. It's like, okay, as long as it's not in my household, not that I don't give a shit where it's spiking up at, but like I said, I can't control that. I, we, I only can control what's in my immediate surroundings, and that's what I, I kind of base off what I'm doing right now. I, I think because of the, the possible the females that we've been with in the past have built our immune system up pretty strong. That's it. <laughs> and I, hey, I think this COVID comes around us, our immune system is going to fucking whip their ass and take the wallet. <laughs> our, our immune system, you guys already said, with all my baby mamas, my immune system is like COVID. <laughs> you don't fuck. You don't fuck a stripper named Scratchy in Hawaii the other day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Scratchy. Right? So my, yeah. my immune system is saying, "Come on, COVID. What? He's like, go outside and have a good time." Right. You know what I'm saying? That's how I look at it. Our immune systems are so. That's why I'm thinking these homeless are getting it. Their immune system's built up. You know? Yeah, exactly. That's why. Because I, when I, all the homeless, especially in San Francisco, they have a huge, you know, homeless population. So I'm going down there. I'm like. They don't look like they're getting it, too. So like, it's each his own. I think you have to just kind of really just I, I kind of look for the updates from the CDC, see what we got going on and whatever we can do, we can do. I, like I said, we can't control it. We only can control what's in our immediate surroundings. Yeah, I have a better chance of spreading crabs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> With a shaved junk because of Manscaped. Thanks, Manscaped. Yeah, you Manscaped. Can't, Thank you, can't you Manscaped. Have... Thank yeah. you, Manscaped. <laughs> <laughs> Manscaped is shaving away all the years of bullshit that's been down you know what there. I'm too, so. <laughs> what's, and that's a job. Jimmy, what's your number? How many women have you slept with? Oh, fuck. Who knows? Fuck, I, mean, I, the, I, think, I think I had like obviously the 40 hundreds. by the time I was 16. Yeah, yeah. you see, because I, and that's why me and Jimmy kind of gel so much. Like when you start losing count, like when, when girls that I talk to now, they say, hey, how, 
what, what's your counsel? You don't want them, you don't want these problems. You know, yeah, right. It's better that you just don't know. Yeah. It's better that you I just know. don't know. Yeah. Just know that we I'm still alive and I ain't yeah. sick. So I'm like, how, how, how good are you at math? How you good how good are you at math? What's your multiplication tables like? I always say, How many fingers do you got? She goes like I was like, Well, it's more than that. <laughs> right? Oh fuck. And if she says nine fingers, then then she's out the door. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I I've seen a nine finger stripper. In Hawaii at ballerinas, I won't say her name, Shut but up. she was dancing for me, and she put you. I don't think you have to say things. her name. <laughs> There's only one. There's, There's only, only one nine finger. Yeah. They call her Nine Finger, and I'm like, she put her arm on me, you know, to try to get, and I looked at her face. I said, I oh, know you ain't got four fingers on this hand. She goes, Oh yeah, it was an accident. My dad's a wood, his wood saw. I'm like, Get the fuck off of me. And she's like, What? I was like, Oh, she goes, Everything else works. I'm like, Yeah, but just I seen it. Once you see it, you can't grip. It. How you gonna grip? You know. <laughs> He just, he just has it like that. I'm like, no, nah, you, uh, you got to do something better than that. Yeah, and it was your stomach. finger, too. I'm like, oh. okay, she can't even flip me off. I'm like, okay, oh. this, this wouldn't look right. That little stomach. Jimmy was with the crippled stripper for a while. When we when we first started this podcast, he was seeing the crippled stripper, right? Is she still around? <clears> That's my nickname for it. She's one of my good friends. I love her. Shout out. <laughs> He's like, shout out, Catherine. My, okay, yeah, I know. I got to say a real name. Yeah, that's my buddy. That's my buddy. <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, how are you guys? How you guys been adapting to the whole pandemic, doing the shit show podcast? Hey, I, I besides not being at the same place, I, nothing yeah. in my life changed. We have a local bar here that yeah. never closed. We just kind of go through the back. And dude, I've been on bicycle rides, hikes. I'm going everywhere. I'm traveling. I ain't tripping, dude. Ain't nothing well, shutting that's me what down. I'm talking about. That's, and like I said, that's the attitude that I've I have too. Is kind of like if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. So uh, I, I did get the test, though. Have you have any of you guys got the actual test? I've no. got the test. So they stick this uh, Q-tip. It's like a long-ass Q-tip down your soul, through your nose, down all your the way down. Really? And they jiggle it and bring it out. Yeah, because I had to get it because I forgot why I got it. Oh, one of my baby mamas said get it because, you know, I'm, I said, okay. So I had to get it so if I could see my son. So I got it. And then when they stick it down, he go, he gives you a rag. And he goes, when I pull it out, it's gonna you're going to think that your nose is bleeding. So stick it all the way down your nasal, whatever we call it. Oh, they bring fuck it out. That. No, fuck that. After he brought it out, he was like, "Oh, I didn't get it." I said, "Look, motherfucker." <laughs> hey, she <laughs> knew that motherfucker. She said, knew that motherfucker. <laughs> he was like, "Sorry." He goes, "We got to do it again." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "You got once you already do it, you don't want to do it again." No. Nice so I'm to, like, "Okay, nice to know you. Let's <laughs> do it again." Is that, is, that, is that going on in your head, the J? That, that's going on in my head. Where, besides, I'm whoop this motherfucker's ass, bro. I was like, "Hey, you know what?" I'm not gonna do it right away. I'll come back because you know that's traumatizing to me. You just yeah. you just tickled my soul you fucked through my, my nose. nose. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when they did it, I said I'll come back in a day or two. Came back. They did it again in the other nostril, and they finally got it. And it's like a 48 hour process. And they said, "Oh, you're negative." I was like, "Okay, shit. I knew I was negative." So you know, everyone's kind of like not touching stuff, and they're doing all. That. I was like, "Look, what, it's out there." You know what I mean? I know the masks are, are mandatory now, but it, it's if you're gonna get it, you're gonna get it. Yeah. So that's the whole thing. They say like, you should get it. You should get yeah. it. Like one of the little flu shots actually had it in there. It's like the flu. I think I think you're supposed to get it, man. It's gonna be around for a while. It's not going anywhere. But that's my whole thing too. It's like if we I don't see how we can find like the littlest thing, but we can't find the, the cure for this pandemic. Right. And, and I mean like we have technology that can fucking find somebody under a bed through heat, you know, heat seeking right. through a helicopter, but we can't find where the hell the, the the COVID shit is at? So you find fucking Bin Laden, but exactly you know what I'm talking. That's, yeah, so right. like I said, to each his own. Where my, my brother actually works at a biotech company here in the Bay Area, um, at Genentech, and they're, they're trying to look for you know the COVID thing. And he's there's a, there's a lot of medicine being tested right now, but it's like 
when you have a brother that works in a biotech company that's kind of telling you that they're a long way from finding the thing for it. It was like, that's when it kind of hits you like, okay, this is going to be going on for a while. But I, you just kind of got to make the best of it where I've actually in this pandemic has done more stuff for my brand than I have if we were out. If I, if I was out, I wouldn't have time to do what I've been doing for my brand. And I think that's yeah, the whole right. thing. If you're not building up your brand while you're at home during this pandemic, you're doing your, your business and your brand a disservice because this is the time to kind of hunker down and right. tell everybody, look, this is what I'm doing. You know, I watch all these YouTube videos. I'm on Twitch. I'm doing all this, that too. So when we get out, everyone that was at home watching Happy Hour Thursdays, at home watching Love, Jones, Susie, if I throw a party that's happening, they're all going to come to that because of the brand you built up to this point. Right. So, I mean, a lot of people are just at home with their thumb up their ass right now. But a lot of us, they kind of say, OK, let me take advantage of this, which I have been and saying when we do get out of this, our brand is going to be synonymous with, oh, let's go have a good time. Because we're also we've a hustler. Saying, hey, yeah, yeah we have that Bay area mentality where we, we, all we know how to do is hustle. So as soon as, they have down, as soon as they said shelter in place was going on, I said, OK, what can I do? For my brand, it's not being selfish. It's kind of just saying, okay, what no, the fuck am good. I going to do? And you don't That's know when best. it's going to happen. And you know, self-teaching yourself and self-educating yourself through these YouTube videos was huge because everyone's kind of hitting me asking. You know, I got Chewy Gomez, which is a Bay Area. He's hitting me. He's like, hey, how do I get on Twitch and how do I do this? And and I got all these other people hitting me. I was like, hey, and I'm not, I'm not one of those haters to be like, oh, find out on yourself. I'm willing to tell everybody how to do it because at the end of the day, anybody could do anything you can do, but they're not you. They're not y- your personality. You, you can't you could teach him all the YouTube stuff, but you can't teach him how to be you. So at the end of the day, I don't have no problem giving anybody advice on what the technical side of it. Right. Is. And, so, you, and you got a big audience at home right now, too, which is really good. Yeah. And that's cool. what, taking advantage of it. It's good. It's good for us. Like we're, we're interviewing a lot of the reggae bands and stuff. And it yeah. sucks that they're off tour. But since they are, it's like, let's get them on. Let's keep them promoted. Let's keep their name yeah. live and shit. Let's keep it yes. going. And that's what's big because that's, that goes through our, back to our circle. Like, you know, a lot of yeah. some of the bands, some of the artists that I know, some of them kind of like got taken by shock, by like, shit, I can't do live shows no more. What the hell am I going to do? And a lot of talks, I'm like, dude, make music. Make music, yeah. go on these Instagram lives, go on, you know, Twitch and whatever, do these little live shows because you need to keep your brand relevant so when we get out, they be like, oh, what were you doing for the past three, four months? Oh, nothing. I was waiting for to come out so I could do this. Now, fuck that. I'm going to go right. support the guy and the band and the artist that's been working on their craft, making new music and making all this stuff, new stage shows or whatever they got to do because when we come out of this thing, some people are going to be exposed because they didn't do any of this shit. Yeah. No, everyone, it's definitely, you can tell like who the hustlers are for sure right now. Mm-hmm. Like we've been, we've had the same, you know, experience with you as you just working even harder than we have ever worked because it's, we have the time to focus on this now, you know, so it's, it's great. And don't get me wrong. I'm like, Jimmy, I, I, I'd never steer away from a good time. So, <laughs> but we'll have the good times, but there's times to come back and say, okay, because all this stuff, too, is like when we're talking to these people and you're, you're kind of touching the people that's in depressions and people that's dealing with cancer and stuff like that, too. You got to realize, shit, you don't got it as bad as some of these people that are on social media talking about. There's a lot. Of, I mean, we threw all of our problems in, 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 a, in a stack. We would pull ours back because we don't got it as bad as some of these people got it out there. So I think at the end of the day, you got to keep the positivity going because people are going through a lot more worse shit than, than some people say they're doing on, on Instagram. It's like, uh-huh. oh, shit, my dog died. I get the dog died, but... It could right. be a lot worse. You know it could be a lot worse, right? It could be a lot worse, but maybe look on the whole nine fingers. Yeah, you could have nine fingers. <laughs> and we're going to ballerinas in fucking Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, you could be at baller. See, ballerinas are going to be like, "Why are you telling the nine finger?" Now she's getting no business. <laughs> hey, shout, shout out to the nine finger stripper. Yeah. There shout out nine thing over there. There used to be a strip club where I grew up in. I grew up in a, a city called Lake Forest. It's in Orange County, like South Orange County, California. OC. 
And there was a place called Captain Creams, and it was a it was like a <laughs> wrestling ring. I mean, I never went inside. This is what my dad told me it was. Maybe it's a complete lie, but it was like a wrestling <laughs> ring slash like area where it was just uh, whipped cream and women, and they just kind of like oh ex- wow, it was like a whole thing. We need to bring know. that back out, Jimmy. Yeah. Just hey, you know what? When we open sure. up Happy Hour Thursdays, we'll have the whipped cream ring ready for y'all. So you got to keep those, hey, Drake. We got to. I got, I got hella photos. We in my backyard. We used to do chocolate syrup wrestling. And oil wrestling and shit. We still oh, all the time. And I just, someone just sent me a bunch of pictures the other day of all the chicks all fucking in there wrestling. Uh, hey, we do it. Dude, we don't why don't we around. do that? Big Body, let's let's throw a party together. When this is all done, shit show and See, Big Body Cisco about. party. I love, love Jones. We need to get that going on. We need to get that going because everyone is dying to get out of the fucking house right now. So whether you say, hey, look, I got a yarn making class coming there. Oh, we'll go to it because they ain't got mm-hmm. shit else to do. So now that we got Jimmy G with the shit show, we got Drake and everybody. Big body Cisco. If we do this whole thing, we could do it right too. We can get a lot of money. Manscaped will just shave all these bitches' shits. And- hey, Wait, live shavings. <laughs> we live shavings. shavings. Come on, we got, oh, we got, we own to something, fellas. We own to something. A brand new money. topping by Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> right. <laughs> Call it pube hair. <laughs> yeah. In college, there was I went to this weird art school, and by the post office where everyone would you know get their mail. In the in the school, there was this bag, and it said, "For my art installation, I need pubes." And it said, and it was just this plastic bag, and it said, "Please put pubes in this bag." And I swear to God, every day that bag got bigger and bigger, and it was so fucking oh, no. disgusting. Man, that shit's gonna be left behind in some rape case and shit. And everybody's going to jail. You got to make a toupee out of that thing and put it on. <laughs> Damn, that's what we got to do. We, that's what we should do. We should make a toupee out of out of pubes. And at Cali Roots, when somebody gets so fucked up, we pull, throw it on their head like a toy. Oh my God. I'm not leaving my DNA anywhere. I'm not leaving my DNA anywhere. <laughs> and that's why Jimmy has a shaved head. He exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, Fuck Big Body, that. thank you so much for coming on the show. Everyone hey, go check him me. out. Check him out on Twitch. What's your, what's your Twitch handle? Twitch.tv backslash Big Body Cisco. Big Body Cisco. And yep. Cisco, spell Cisco for us. For like all of us San Francisco. idiots. Yeah, San Francisco. Some people sell it. Some people spell it S Y S L A. No, it's like San Francisco C I S C O C I S C O. Well, we love you. Thank you for coming. The S Y S is like the food place for for prisons. Food place, yeah, yeah, for prisons. Yeah, we like that. We like Cisco, like Cisco Systems. Exactly. We the networkers. We the networkers. The network. The vibe curators. Appreciate you guys, man. Drake, mad love. Mad love, man. Always good hearing from you. I'll talk to you guys soon. You guys too. I'll see you guys soon. Love y'all. Bye.